Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Recorded live. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome to a special, super special edition of Political Straight Talk. I am your host, the Political Superman, also known as Fabian, coming to you live from the foothills of the Great Smoky Mountains, the Cherokee National Park, Mount Pisgah National Park, the Blue Ridge Parkway, and any other number of great natural wonders here in the great state of Tennessee. The time, 944 on the East Coast, 644 out there in Obama land, known as the left coast, where Jerry the Treason Brown should be locked up, hammered down. All right. My roundtable of the evening is... Ashley from the great state of Mizzou, boo. We have Barbara from Middle Tennessee, where we don't really like anybody in Middle Tennessee. We have Mark from Louisiana. We have Trish from Delaware. She wore her New Jersey. And we will be joined by Tammy and others who will come in at a later time. This evening, we got a lot of news, and we want to fill you in on what's going on. First up, heads up. President Trump was in Tennessee yesterday. He did sing Rocky Top. Just so you all know, he is a Tennessee fan, and to hell with the rest of your football program. Just so you know, go Vols. Now, on to more pressing business. He addressed a bunch of farmers at the Farm Bureau conference that was held at the big hole in the ground in Nashville known as the Convention Center. He had a lot of good things to say. He got multiple standing ovations. And even people were not mad that Murfreesboro Pike was shut down for rolling roadblocks so the motorcade could make it back to his Air Force One. Now, what did he say yesterday of consequence at the meeting? He said, I've lowered your taxes. He said, I've cut regulation to make farming easier. But the most important thing that he said during that entire event was one sentence. And that sentence is as follows. I will negotiate a better NAFTA deal for you. American farmers got screwed with NAFTA. Okay? The American taxpayer got screwed with NAFTA. But more importantly, the American taxpayer (coughs) got screwed with a little bill called the Farm Aid Bill. Did you know that we pay farmers who would grow wheat, soybean, tobacco, corn, and any other number of products, we pay them to not grow. Mm -hmm. We pay them to sit at home and do nothing. If they will not use acreage on their farm, they get a paycheck. And they make a little more than they would make if they were growing product. So, what are you going to do? Well, I say, let's fire up the old John Deere tractor, get the old Troy-built tiller out, 
and get your ass to plowing. And let's start sowing some seeds. Because we have hungry people in this country. We have starving people throughout the world. And the United States has an obligation to be a leader. First, by taking care of our business at home. If we have a surplus of food, then we'll sell to the rest of the world. Then we'll help out the rest of the world. But you know what? President Trump has it right when he says, put America first. Can I get an amen? Amen. Thank you. This is Political Straight Talk Preacher Edition. So occasionally we're going to hear some hallelujahs and some amens, and it is okay. So, back to farming. As I was researching this a little bit today, I had some time on the way back from Knoxville. I was going through some articles of the Wall Street Journal and whatnot, and I was looking at the futures market, which deals with crops and oil and and things. And basically, for those of you that don't know what the futures market is, is the futures market trades based on what they expect a crop or a resource, oil, wood, uh, natural gas, etc., to be in the future. Hence why they call it futures. Okay? And as I was looking at wheat and barley and corn and many of the other products that the Midwest can grow and grow and grow, I'm finding that the United States has limits on these products. And why do they have limits on these products? Does anybody know? Because we have import agreements. Listen to me carefully. We have import agreements to import food from Canada. Like, what do they grow? They've got ground three months a year. And Mexico and several other South American countries. Okay. So why do we need to pay people not to grow and us import things? I will tell you why. Because without the United States importing these things, agricultural economies would go belly up. But again, I come back to the thing of why not take care of ourselves first? And then if we have product left over, then we can sell it to the other countries. Or we can give it to countries that truly have people starving right and left. And Fabian, are you talking about the CRP land? I'm sorry? Are you talking, talking about the CRP? I'm talking about all of it. But CRP does play a lot into it. Another problem that you have is you have big corporations, and I'll give you the biggest one, Conagra Foods. Does anybody know who owns Conagra Foods now? When I found this out, I was devastated. Monsanto. Monsanto does sure own it. They sure do. Okay, and let's trace this down the line. So anybody know about Monsanto and what they do? They're Mexicans. They're a Mexican national organization, and they have their hands in pretty much everything in this country. That's exactly right. But the most important thing, the most important thing that they do is they genetically engineer and alter seeds. That's why most of the things that that, that farmers plant, they have to get the seeds directly from the company. They cannot cultivate if, seeds from their crops. If you are going to, it is true. 
if you are going to sell to the United States government, you must use Monsanto to get your seeds. That's a true statement. Yep. Why? Now I can. Well, why is that? How do you control the people? Control their food source. Control their water source. Remember, oh. there was a there was a lawsuit about a guy who had dammed up some water on his property. He dug a he dug a pond. He sealed the pond so that it would collect water for his animals. And the EPA came in there and busted it up and told him he was stealing the United States resources. It is illegal to have a rain barrel on your property. They add drugs to everything. To try and I'm control. sorry? They add drugs to everything or, or whatever whatever you want to call it so they can um, control it. Fluoride. The boss lady and I were talking about fluoride in water the other day. The fluoride is at dangerous levels, and it's causing problems. That's why I have a, a, a filter on mine. I drink bottled water, but I was informed the other day that bottled water is a waste of money. And that filter, it will be. (laughs) So filter, it is. But on a more serious note, people need to pay attention to that because strings, strains and strings of seeds are dying off. And that is a problem. Okay? Now, let's look at when we genetically alter a lot of things. What does that cause? Causes cancers. Look at the fertilizers. Look at the fertilizers that are being used. Well, how often okay. you watch television and you see if you were exposed to Roundup? Yep. It doesn't well. make a difference whether you use their seeds or not. The, the disease, the, the poison is already in the ground. From the well, it, you, it is. You can you can actually stop some of that. So, now, I don't want to devote the whole program to that particular topic. I'm just simply to this particular topic. It just came up, and it was, you know, a good lead-off. Okay. Because one, of the, uh, one thing I do want to say, the banana industry may be um, disappearing before too long. Yeah, because we have the I think it's the Cavendish banana yeah. right now, and there's only a few places in the world where it's grown, and they have um, fungal problems in some of those areas. The last time this happened was in the 50s, right. when the other banana that we used to eat was to- went totally extinct. Chiquita. <laughs> No, Jakita's just one of the, the companies that forms bananas. Well, actually distributes them. The the farmer the farms that they that are operated most farms are actually operated by Dole. Yeah. The banana farms in the Amazon. Because bananas can only be grown in certain areas in, in great big bunches. Okay. Peru is one of the largest banana producers in the world. But we do have to mind our food source. Okay, and so it's very important that when you eat raw vegetables and fruits and whatnot that you clean them very thoroughly. And if it's a product that's supposed to be cooked, cook it. Um, Now, you have, (laughs) that's actually a good point. The first line of a hybrid product is generally okay, but if you 
genetically alter a hybrid, you're starting an incest line, and it can be defective. So that's true. Now, I did say some time ago that we would be doing a program on food and cancer, and we are going to do that, so don't think I've forgotten about it. Believe me when I say there's a lot of irons in the old proverbial fire. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Can I get an amen? Anyway. <laughs> Can I get an amen on that? Amen. Um, before we move on to the next topic, one thing that crosses over that I think is important. On Deliverance by Grace, we are working, we will be in February doing Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University. Okay, the caveat to Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University is that you must have the the book, the books that go with the class. That is the only cost that is available. And uh <laughs> no, no she won't. Uh it's, I think it's about twenty nine dollars. I will be sending out. I will put the link up on the Deliverance by Grace Facebook page this week. This is something that I encourage every single person on here and all of our listeners to participate in this course. It is thirteen weeks. It will be taught one night a week over thirteen weeks. You can participate by teleconference. Um, in some cases, we'll be doing a video conference because some of this will be. There'll be a few videos that we have to watch, so we'll be doing it over on conference call. Um, it is a good learning experience. It is something that if you implementing it, be, implement it beginning on week one, it doesn't matter what your income is, it will work. Obviously, the smaller your income, the longer it takes, but it will work. So I encourage everybody to make the $29 investment and participate. There is no windfall for me. I don't make anything. I'm doing this simply, number one, because I can use the refresher because I learn as I teach these things. And B, I want to help people. So if you know somebody that could be benefited by Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University and they want to do it in the comfort of their own home without uh, you know, going into a classroom and whatnot, by all means, uh, put it on your Facebook pages once I get you the link and uh, let's get everybody to participate. We will record them so that if you happen to miss a week, you can go back and listen and participate. So there we go. That's the shameless self-promotion for Deliverance by Grace Ministries. All right, moving on to the next topic, the uh, President's (laughs) Fake News Awards. Are they actually going to happen tomorrow night? Hello, everyone. No. No, he said that they're going to postpone it till uh, a week from tomorrow. Why are they postponing? <clears throat> because I guess because of all the people talking about Oprah running for president. Well, that's good and, because that's that's another topic that's going to come up. Oprah or Oprah? No Oprah. No Oprah. First of all, and, oh. <laughs> uh, first of all, let's let's just. Say it. Okay, let's just say it. If Oprah runs for president, she's got stuff's going to be coming out of her closet that she does not want out of her closet. You mean the fact that she's a slut? There she goes again. There she goes again. She put that 
saying on Instagram last night was a good thing that I was sitting down. <laughs> who, who said that? Trisha. She called her a slutty whore. <laughs> Trisha. I'm guessing, I'm guessing that Stedman's boyfriend's going to come out and, and say how bad of a woman well, Oprah really is. Here's the deal with Oprah, okay? And anybody that's that's followed politics, been in politics, number one, Oprah's been to pedophile aisle, number one. Uh-huh. Number two, she's buddy, buddy, buddy with old Harvey Weinstein. And I'm going to tell uh-huh. you, like I told you when this first broke, if she, if if these people come out and claim they didn't know that he was doing this crap, that is a bold-faced lie. Can I get an amen? Amen, and that's exactly why I called her what I did. Wait a minute. I didn't like that. Let me say that again. If she says that she did not know what he was doing, that's a bold-faced lie. Can I get an amen? Amen. 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 (laughs) And we all know that Harvey was sending the rejects to Oprah. Well, Oprah's got her own little ball of wax with her little girlfriend, okay, that her and old Hillary, her and old Hillary were involved with, okay, Plus, if you go back to when the scandal broke about all the women that Bill Clinton dipped his wick in, okay, you will find that on one of those women, she interviewed President Clinton, uh, and the only thing he she asked him, okay, and I went back and pulled this to, to look at this because I could not believe that she did this, okay. Here's Oprah, this journalist that got her started in Nashville, Tennessee. And she's asking all these questions of people. And she says to the president, how has all of this affected you? She didn't go to any of the victims and say, how's this been on you? She asked the president, who is pretty much above the law, how has this affected you? Amazing. Now, I have a problem with that. If you're going to be a journalist, be a journalist. Dig. Go ask the question. Take it where it leads you. If it comes out that the lady was a fake and a fraud, so be it. There's a lot of women that cry wolf when there's no wolf there. Okay, I'll give you I'll give you a blanket example, but it's an example nonetheless. <coughs> back in the 90s, excuse me, back in the 90s when statutory rape was very prevalent and people were being charged with it right and left. Well, when they went and researched across the United States about how statutory rape laws were being used, what was happening is these 17-year-old girls were going out here and having sex with their boyfriends. The parents were finding out and then they're like, oh, well, I didn't say nothing. Well, next thing you know, this guy's hemmed up and he's got 20 years. And under the laws of the 90s, they got 20 years. Mm-hmm. So if you'll look in most states, Tennessee being also one of them, they went and looked at the law, and they're like, okay, something here is not right. So to change what was happening with those laws, they now, in Tennessee at least, there has to be a four-year age difference. The age of consent is 16. Okay? There has to be a four-year age difference between the 16-year-old and the person that's engaged in sex, male or female. Okay? So 16, 20, 
as long as you're 20, <laughs> you're not outside of that four-year range, you're okay. Because people were using that. Women were using that as a weapon. Okay? And it's just not right. Now, on the flip side of that, because there have been women that have done that, okay, because there have been women that have done that, then it puts a tar on other women that have come forward. And you look at all of the women that came forward and protested at the uh, the Golden Globes and did this and did that. Well, number one, it's okay to protest and run your mouth when you've got a camera in your face. But where were you when all of these women in these communities were being molested and raped? Not one word from them. Meryl Streep knew nothing about it. <laughs> not one not one word in support of people that go through sexual assault all the time. Not one word on the little girls that are sold in every major city in this United States into sex trafficking. Or the little boys that are put on boats and shipped over to the Middle East so that these people that claim to be against all of this stuff can enjoy those little boys. Mm-hmm. Yet Meryl Streep comes out and criticizes Melania and Ivanka Trump for not saying anything. Well, you know what? Let them say what they want to say, because at the end of the day, all of us are responsible for the culture that we live in. All of us are. Okay, and people can say, well, no, I'm not. Well, yes, you are. I'm responsible for it. Barbara, you're responsible. Mark, you're responsible. Trish, you're responsible. Everybody's responsible. You say, well, why are we responsible? Because we sat around and let this crap happen. Exactly, and I've been saying that for years. Okay, that's why. From the sexual assaults to the abortions to the decline in the church to the decline in school superiority to the decline in work ethic to the decline of people that really give a damn about everybody else. We have been the ones to let it happen. And I know many of y'all think I'm about to start preaching. I'm really not. I'm just fired up on this tonight. So. If you're going to come out and say something, come out and say something. But don't jump on the bandwagon because it's the popular thing to do now. Okay? Don't come well, out and... I'm not about, the, about, the, about calling or accusing somebody about of, of uh, rape. I'm sorry? I said I can confirm that because it happened to me. And the judge what? let them off. Only justice did prevail because... A week later, they were arrested for armed robbery and went to jail. Good. God works in mysterious ways. Can I get an amen? Amen. I'm going to amen roll this evening, can't y'all tell? I'm going to get a hallelujah here in a minute, but hallelujah is for special occasions. Anyway, so <clears throat> when you, and, and let's let's move in, and, and we're going to segue through a bunch of stuff. If anybody wants to chime in on something, you just got to chime up, but. Let's go to the 200,000 Syrian refugees that now are facing deportation. Okay? Well, well, hey, here's here's what the argument is from Syria now. (coughs) We don't have enough food and resources to handle 200,000 refugees. No, that's El Salvador, not Syria. El Salvador, okay, well, El Salvador. My bad. Well, guess what? That's my problem because 
Yeah. We have provided them. They've been here since what, 2015? No, 2001. Oh. They came. They came here 16 years ago after the earthquake. So they've been here since 2001. Okay. And as far as I'm concerned, 2001 to 2018, that's 16 plus years to get your crap straight. And Mm -hmm. making money and saving money in this country, you can work one month in this country and save enough to live six in El Salvador. Yep. So the sob story doesn't really bother me, okay? And for all of these weeny whiny people that have been on TV, they're running an ad campaign now to try and sway public opinion to keep these refugees. Yeah, well, well, it was temporary to begin with. Here's here. Well, I don't think 17 years is temporary. Well, I know that, but they're, they're claiming, you know, because I had a fight with somebody on Twitter last night saying they were here under the express permission of the United States, and I wrote back they were. and I said they were, but it was temporary. Right, and the United States, home. the United States is revoking that permission. That's right. So that's that's it now. Here's what I say to those of you out there that want to hear and see and interact with these refugees to stay here. Here's what I would like for you to do. Most of them, I don't know where the makeup makeup of them are, but I would assume Michigan, Minnesota, California all have very high, very high numbers of these refugees. Well, some of them are MS-13 too. So here's what I would recommend. If they can pass a fully verified fingerprint background check by the United States Secret Service and they have a sponsor who is willing to put up front 10 years worth of cash to pay for these families to be here, that includes lodging, food, water, taxes, pay all the fines and fees, and put them through citizenship classes, so you, become, so you become their sponsor. Maybe even have them learn to spell Tuscaloosa. <laughs> I, I agree with that. Get some kind of degree. And if you're willing to support them, and if anything goes wrong, you're held responsible. So if they commit a crime, you're charged with that crime. You are, in fact, their guardians. Then they can stay. How many people do you think would be willing to do that? Zero. Very few. Okay. I don't see Warren Buffett opening up his wallet to do it. I don't see Bill Gates opening up his wallet to do it. I don't see any number of other people, Oprah, Ellen, any of the others that get out there and harp about this crap all the time. So, sayonara, see you later. Why is it that we're the only country people seek asylum to and we're supposed to take every person out there? I say... Since all the Mexicans are here from Mexico, I say we all go down to the American consulate in Mexico and demand asylum in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And then we bring our culture to Mexico and they start doing things our way. We don't like your dope roads, so we need those paved. And let's sue the government to get paved roads. Oh, well, we don't like our water supply, so we need you to run water like the United States. As a matter of fact, you can tap into the United States and just start running the lines. We'll sue for that. 
oh, you know what? Those mud houses on the main road into Mexico City that have no floors, <laughs> you know, I just can't live like that. I, uh, I'm going to sue you because you need to fix my house. How quick do you think we'd be put on a bus right back to the United States? In a heartbeat. We'd probably get halfway through the first court case. Yeah. And Mexico City would say, Greyhound, Mexican edition, we need you to take these individuals back to the United <laughs> States. Do not stop and do not let them off of that bus until you get to Arizona. That's why these people have no idea because you can't do that in Mexico. You couldn't do it in El Salvador or any Well, you can country. sue. You can sue the Mexican government. You can sue. No, but they I mean, have you can't just walk in there. You can't walk in there like these people are walking right. in if here. You're caught, if you're caught in Mexico without permission, that's five yeah. years in a hard labor camp. Mm-hmm. If you are caught in Mexico with a firearm, <laughs> you're going <laughs> ten years at the worst prison they got. Okay, so uh, even as diplomats, I will tell you, as diplomats, when Air Force One touched down in Mexico City, we were restricted on where we could go, what we could say, how we could say it. And our diplomatic immunity only applied if we stayed within those confines. Now, those of us that were peons got to go out into the country and uh, drive around and see speak to locals or attempt to speak to locals. And uh, it was very saddening, to be honest. It was very sad. I could not imagine living like those people live. Okay? So let me be clear about something. I have no problem with somebody trying to better their life. I don't. But if you're going to come to my country, much like if I go to yours, follow the law. Okay? Follow the law. It's, It's as simple as that. Follow the law. Okay. Okay. So now these refugees, the president of the United States, who single, who does control immigration policy as the Supreme Court is going to uphold when they hear that case. Okay. When they hear the the case on the restrictions of immigration into this country, they are going to find in favor of the executive branch, which is why they put into effect the travel ban. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can always tell how the Supreme Court is probably going to go by how they allow orders to go through. In the gay marriage case, when they uh, allowed licenses to continue to be issued, we all knew, you know, that follows politics what was going to happen. Okay? And to be honest, the only thing that saved people like me who do weddings is that last sentence that was put in that order that was insisted upon by Justice Scalia. Justice Scalia, in one sentence, did more to protect religious freedom than has been done in this country in almost 200 years. Some of y'all should go read that order. Now, moving on. With the with the El Salvadorans, um, unfortunately for them, they were allowed to stay here 17 years. That is because the Bush administration... Uh, expected the Obama administration to follow through on what their original agreement was. The Obama administration <laughs> did not. Obviously. Um, and so now the Trump administration has to deal with it. And the truth of the matter is there are those that are going to argue and say, well, they've been here this long, why not just let them stay? Well, yeah. you know what? If there, if there are services that they provide that the United States needs, 
if they've got skilled trades, because as you know, a lot of you all may know or may not, we're, we have a definite shortage for skilled trades in this country. Electricians, plumbers, uh, carpenters, masons, etc., etc. Okay? If they offer those trades, then yes, they ought to be given a fast track to become a U.S. citizen under the agreement that they work for they work for the public sector for 10 years. Okay, give them, give them a reason. That's what immigration was in this country. Immigration mm-hmm. was to bring in people that served the needs of the United States, not just because every Tom, Dick, and Harry wants to get on a boat from Borneo and come over here. And a lot of money in that, too, plumbing and electricity. In the, Yes. In the heyday of Ellis Island, which, by the way, Democrats are fond of pointing out, the entire time that Ellis Island was open during the immigration boom, only a little over 1.6 million people were allowed into this country. Mm-hmm. And those people didn't have welfare, didn't have food stamps. No. And for the no. most part, they got a vehicle, and they became a taxi service Yes, in we New have York a, City. Right. And they all Can't became U.S. That. citizens. We have a lot of people now coming here that there are places down on the border that they get there are signs in Mexico we saw them that says if you're going to the United States here's who you go see in this particular town and they will get you free food free housing free this free that but now on a positive for the Hispanics I will give them this okay I have seen how they operate okay I lived in a in a mobile home park years ago and uh, here's how they operated. They rented two mobile homes, and they had every room except for the kitchen and the bathroom converted into bunks. Okay? The owner of the mobile home charged them by the bunk. Thank God. So you come in, you sleep your 10 hours, and you're off to work. And a lot of them worked at the chicken house. Well... That bunk, it got rented out two times a day. And I'm only guessing, I'm assuming maybe it was three. I don't know how they did it. But um, they could pay for their bunk spot for, you know, a week, a month, whatever, for that time frame. And that's when they slept. If somebody was in your bunk that time, out they go, off with their sheets, on with yours. And they would do that, and then everybody would pull their money together, and they would buy a car. And they would keep pulling their money together and buying cars until everybody had one. Now, granted, they put those racing straps on them and the spoilers, and they take these little four-cylinder cars and try to make them into race cars. But still, that's what they did. If one of them come with no clothes, what they all do, they all went out and bought that person clothes. When the next person needed it, everybody pitched in, bought clothes. And keep doing that until everybody had what they needed. I can't dispute that. Can't disagree with that. I disagree with the fact they come here illegally. Now, if they're willing to do the process and become legal, have at it, buddy. You're already here. You're working. If you're working. Now, if you're being a drain on the system, sign R. Go be a drain on Mexico's system. That's your home country. It's their obligation to take care of you. Mm-hmm. And it is our obligation as the United States to take care of our people. All of our people. Our veterans. One of the Democrats I read said, we owe illegal immigrants. We don't owe them anything. 
last I recall, we kicked their ass fair and square back during the, the well, several different Spanish conflicts. And to keep us from kicking their butt, they gave us California. We took Texas. <laughs> so, yeah, we want it. You can't take it back. It's ours. The United States is the only country I know that would go bomb the crap out of a place and then pay to rebuild it. Yeah. Me personally, if the United States has to get up and go bomb you, build your own country back. Don't mess with us again and you won't have to bomb us. We won't have to bomb you again. What do you think about um, these talks? The North Korea-South Korea talks? I think Kim Jong-un. I think North Korea is getting exactly what they wanted. That's what they've wanted all along, to get a table, to get a seat at the table. They wanted to see how far they could push this president because Obama left his nuts at home. Yeah. Trump won't. And I think that's why they're coming to the table, because Kim Jong-un, can, he can blab his mouth all he wants to. Okay? Has anybody ever seen Ernest Goes to Jail? Yeah. No. Yeah. Nobody has seen Ernest goes to jail. Our house. Okay. Well, as Ernest is escaping, he takes and makes this gun <laughs> out of soap. Okay. Mm-hmm. And as he's trying to bust out the the barrel of the gun, kind of goes limp. Well, that is Kim Jong Un's nuclear arsenal. Okay. And where Kim Jong Un may have his nuclear button on his desk, the president has his nuclear button wherever the hell he goes. So he could be sitting on the toilet, on the golden toilet with a T engraved on it, taking a deuce and push the button. Kim Jong-un would have to yank his pants up, run in there and push the button. Uh, You don't think it's a trap then? Because I read an article that said that, um, you know, he could be laying a trap that he wants more sanctions or, you know, lift some of the sanctions that have been placed on him by these Well, I'm assuming, and, that, I'm, a, I'm assuming as they come to the table and they do have some talks that some sanctions will get lifted. Okay, I'm, I'm, you don't, think that's wise? Yeah, I'm not, I mean, their economy is in the tank anyway. They're hurting nothing. The only thing you're hurting is the people. You're not hurting the government. You're not hurting the government officials. You're hurting the people. Yeah, I'm but then opposed. he wins essentially, doesn't he? No, he doesn't. He you keep can... him in his box. You keep him in his box. He's always going to be in his box. Okay. He may threaten Guam, but I'm going to tell you, and he knows this. He's been told this by China. He's been told this by Russia. He's been told this by South Korea. Do not piss off the Americans. He tried. Okay. No, he's saber-rattled, and everybody knows he's saber-rattling. Okay, his army, he may have a million-man army, and he does have a million-man army, but that army reminds me of the Republican Guard of the Iraqis. The first opportunity they get to get off of their soil and get under the protection of the United States, they're gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're all starving. well, that million-man army could be defeated with just a few packs of ramen. Right. Well, well you know, it was reported that he they gave um, they give their soldiers two and three months off 
to go foraging cornfields for food. Well, imagine set them down. Take listen, catch a bunch of them, capture them, take them out to Ryan's buffet. Mm-hmm. They'll be Americans for life. They'll mail their uniforms back to North Korea with a big fu. Yeah. Let them watch. Let them watch TV. See, they can't watch but sanctioned channels over there, so they don't see any U.S. TV. Yeah, they have no internet. So, you let them experience what life is like outside of there, they will get word back to everybody else, and then you start a coup d'etat. But something's going to give. I mean, something will give. And that people, those people will revolt. Unfortunately, a lot will die when they do but they will revolt. Yeah. Well, they think uh, Kim's going to start up his missiles again in April because that's when he usually <clears throat> gets cocky. I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past him, but remember, North Korea wants to be on the national stage, like sending people to the Olympics because he was banned from the Olympics. Yeah. You know, he wants that stage. Let him have some of the stage. Sometimes you have to take a couple of lumps to let peace reign through. And as Christians, as we were taught the other night, sometimes you have to be the bigger person. And listen, Trump is crazy like a fox. Mm -hmm. Y'all need to remember that. People are underestimating him at every turn. He knows exactly what he's doing. Okay? For those of you that think he's just blowing off, he's not. He knows exactly what he's doing. You look at everything he's done in the past year, all the negotiations that he's done very quietly. He's about to go sit down with Mueller. When he does, this whole thing goes away. Oh, I thought his lawyer said that uh, Mueller, they hadn't got any requests. They haven't heard anything from him yet, but they will. And Trump can... uh, Mueller and, and Sessions are actually working with Trump and not against him. You know, I've heard that too. And if you look at if you look at how things have shaken out, Manafort's going to challenge his uh, conviction. Yeah. It, it will be overturned because it was mm-hmm. done outside the scope. Everybody knows it's going to be done outside the scope. It's possible. I know a lot of people want to take down Hillary. Oh yeah. So yeah. this could be well, the. This is what I this is what I heard, and I'm sure you must have heard something too about it. That even before, during the campaign, Trump knew about uranium one. Well, yeah, that story uh, broke. That story actually broke way before it was reported. And this Robert Mueller thing, it was a ploy for him to become special counsel. Because they wanted to take Clinton down. I don't know. But if you look back, I I will tell you this. If you go back to when this first happened, those of you that were on Political Straight Talk at the time, you remember me saying that I thought Mueller had always been a stand-up guy in every position that he had had. I did say that. Now, whether whether that plays out, how this plays out, I don't know. There's a plan somewhere. Well, I just don't know who's in charge all, of the plan. Yeah, with all these uh, reports coming out about Peter Strzok and his lover 
and you know, all this starting to come down, um, you know, it, it just seems to me that that was their intent to begin with. Was I would wrap these people out. I wouldn't be surprised to see some people fall. Oh yeah. You're saying Hillary will never go to jail though. No, Hillary's not going to jail. Yeah, you see that there. Denise, and people will say and, uh, she's above the law. No, by herself. She's above she the law. Above the, she is above the law, unfortunately. Shouldn't be. She shouldn't be. No, I I agree. I agree, but she is, and you know we just have to accept that and move on because it's not going to change. And the truth is, why go back down that path? Trump is on the cusp of actually being able to get done things that haven't been able to be gotten done in over eight years. Okay, he is cutting regulations right and left. He's getting what he wants. Okay, mm-hmm. the offshore drilling off of Florida—they're going to change that around, which I agree with that. But he's going to get the offshore drilling. He's going to get the Arctic drilling. Okay. He's going to get, right now, the electrical thing that he pushed through they don't like. They kicked it back. But he's going to get that. That's going to start what the infrastructure what electrical to thing. build nuclear plants. Remember, the, we've been in a oh. nuclear moratorium yeah. for years. Right. Okay. So we're going to get that. You're going, he's going to get the infrastructure bill using the Pakistan aid. Mm-hmm. So right there, that just paid for itself. Yeah, Graham Paul's okay. introducing that bill to stop aid into yep. Pakistan. So. Um, he's going to get the wall. I don't know that he's going to get $18 billion, but he's going to get the wall. Okay, so he's going to get these things, and most of this stuff's going to be rammed through prior to November. Yeah. Okay. And if they get the infrastructure bill, they get they get the infrastructure bill, they get the wall, they get the deportations rolling. That's three big promises right there. Mhm. That's fulfilled I by understand Congress he's gonna, and the president. I understand. I understand. On January thirtieth, I think he's going to go down there and visit the wall. I'm I'm so, surprised. I don't know. Well, that's when he's given the State of the Union. Oh. I was under the impression. I don't know why it's changed to the 30th, but I thought the State of the Union was always on the 20th. Yes, I thought so, too. But he hasn't received an invite yet, so he has to wait till he gets the invite. Oh. And then you got Democrats that are going to walk out. Well, we'll miss you. Bye. Um, <laughs> you know what? If If that's what they do, number one, they should be censured by the Congress. Okay? Because... Yeah. That is unacceptable. Republicans did not do that with President Obama. Right. Okay. They just didn't. They tested him. Yeah, look at the guy who screamed at Obama, you're lying, and how badly they treated him. He was fined, I think, wasn't he? Yes, and he deserved to be. Yeah. He deserved to be. Yeah. When you walk in that chamber, you damn well remember every person that come before you. And you remember the people that shed their blood so that you have the ability to walk in that chamber. And I'm talking going all the way back to 1774 when all this started. You remember every single person that come down that line. And you show some some respect and decorum when you enter that building. 
because that's more than just a building. That's representative of every American that come before him. Right. Every Continental Congress that knew just by meeting that they could be hanged. Mm-hmm. We must all Same hang together or we will assuredly hang separately. Right. I think so, that extended to their family too. To get up and to walk out and to show such disrespect to the President of the United States, more importantly to the office of the President of the United States. Mm-hmm. Makes him not worthy, makes any of them not worthy to be called representative, makes them not worthy mm-hmm. to be called senator, and makes them sure as hell not worthy to be called an American. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've already got one. I think there are 50 of them who have said that they're going to walk out. Then. Let them walk out, and the sergeant at arms will be ordered to lock the door. I guarantee it. I guarantee you they will be ordered really? to lock the doors. Yes. Really? I got news for you. That chamber is controlled by the House of Representatives, Speaker of the House. He's the big cheese. And I will tell you, he can order Capitol Police to bring them right back in, too. Mm-hmm. People don't understand. When they're, when they're gaveled in session, he's the big dog, and if he wants them in, they're going to damn well come in. And that's how you handle that. And that's exactly what I would do. I'd say, look, you want to get up and walk out? Fine. But I expect your resignation on my desk. And if not, I will move to have you removed by the legislature of your state. Wow. And most states in this union are Republican legislatures. So especially Florida, where I know a couple of them plan to walk out. We got one from here in Tennessee that plans to walk out. I guarantee you the legislature will send him packing. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. All right. This is the open part of the meeting. We've got about 10 minutes left. If you have any gripes, compliments, or complaints about anything, then now is the time to let them go. Do not overspeak other people. Do not scream at other people. Do not yell at other people. And I'm the host, and I reserve the right to cut you off at any point in time. Ooh. Okay. If you have commentary, I will call your name. If I call your name, then you may speak. If you don't speak after a short period of time, I will move on, and you will have lost your chance to speak. (laughs) So speak up quickly, speak up fast. Say what you got to do, and let's have a blast. Okay. (laughs) We're going to start with the always dependable, always awesome, always stupendous, and never sends clickbait to our chat room, Tricia. Oh, God. All right. What's going on with all these uh, puppy mills? What about them? Well, I've been watching a lot of videos. There's an awful lot from Tennessee. Well, China's running short on food. We were just helping them out. Oh, shit. (laughs) That's not even funny, not from what I've seen. No, that's not funny. I think it is. If you're referencing all the dogs... I mean, dog breeding is a big industry, and that's what they do. Don't shop. Don't shop. Rescue. Listen, I'm not. I'm not disputing that, and I don't dispute that that puppy mills are wrong. Okay, but I'm going to tell you, I have no problem with people breeding dogs, none whatsoever, and breeding dogs in a proper manner that cares for their animals. In a proper manner. 
I know somebody that breeds German Shepherds, and I assume that at some point in time I will participate in that same thing. I'm interested in it, and I'm going to I'm going to study it and learn it. But here's the thing: if you are illegally operating a puppy mill and you're not taking care of your animals, then you should be shut down and you should go to jail. Period. I mean, the okay. ones I've seen, some of these animals have to actually be put down because they're so so bad off. Emaciated, yes. But now I also tell you this. If the United States Humane Society or the Humane Society of the United States is what they call themselves, number one, and I want everybody to listen to me very carefully, there is no government organization called the Humane Society. It is not now, nor has it ever been, a government authority. They have no authority over you, and if they show up on your property, blast their ass. Shoot them dead. If they flash a badge, you put them under citizen's arrest until the real police get there and they go to jail. The HSUS is nothing but a money gig. They will lie, cheat, steal, and do anything they can to get even legal pet owners in trouble. Do not cooperate with the HSUS under any circumstances. Do not give any humane society, local or otherwise, your money because it all goes to the HSUS. They are garbage and should be shut down. If you want to participate with animals, you go to a private shelter or a local shelter run by your county. Do not give money to the Humane Society. Even if their name is attached to a building that is run by your local chapter, it is not them. They are not giving money to the local counties. And if you are giving money to them, you're being ripped off. Period. Secondly, APSCA. The AC, the ASCPA or CAP, ASCAP is what I call them. They are just mm-hmm. as bad. They will also show up on your property and try to pretend like they are law enforcement. If they do, shoot them. If they point a gun at you, shoot them. If they try to present a badge to you, place them under a citizen's arrest until the real police get there or shoot them. They have no authority to be on your property at all. Only a, only a licensed law enforcement officer who can show his credentials and prove that he is with a county, city, or state entity, or federal entity, can come on your property. If anybody else does, pretending to be with ASCAP or the Humane Society, shoot them. Such as animal control? Animal control is a city and county-run facility. They are law enforcement officers. They are post-certified. And yes, you let them on your property because they can arrest you. Exactly, yeah. because I have called them before in regards to people behind me with, that have pit bulls that have uh, caused trouble. The APC, the, that one that you hear, Sarah McLaughlin goes on TV and whines with yeah. them. Okay, mm-hmm. let me tell you something. I held one of them at gunpoint for nearly two hours waiting on the police to show up. Okay? I don't tolerate them. I don't like them. They are nothing but trouble. If you go to horse shows and you encounter the Department of Agriculture and their little HSUS people, (coughs) and they try to record you, tell them that they stop that recording immediately. If they don't, you call a law enforcement officer. You let them know that you asked them to stop recording and that you are dealing with your animal privately, and they're invading your privacy, and they will go to jail. Do not get pushed around by these people. What? What about this group called ARC? They are just as bad, all of them. They all have one purpose, okay? 
if you go and you trace these organizations back to their original roots, they come from a little thing called PETA, People for the Ethical yeah. Treatment of Animals. Okay, right. Their belief is that no animal should be owned by anybody. Okay, They believe that cows should not be eaten. They believe that pigs should not be eaten, chickens should not be eaten, nothing. Okay, all of this goes back to PETA. All of these groups are funded by what I call eco-terrorists. If they show up on your property and they try to do something, shoot them. And I mean it, shoot them. If they try to enter your property, shoot them. Well, the Animal okay? Rescue Corps goes out and they rescue animals. Those animal rescue people are done. With the county. <laughs> I agree, people are eating tasty animals. What some of them do is they will go get law enforcement first, and then they will come onto your property, at which time if law enforcement is there, then, yes, they can operate under the guise yeah. of law enforcement. If they try yeah. to enter your property and they claim their animal rescue and they try to lay hands on any animal, that is your property, and in 48 of the 50 states you have the right to defend that property, shoot them. And I know people don't like me saying shoot them, but listen, the only way these little eco-nuts are going to learn anything and stay off people's property and stop hiding in places is to shoot those bastards. Mm-hmm. You shoot a few of them, they'll quit, and they'll actually start obeying the law and doing what they're supposed to be doing. They walked right up into a lady's house, walked right into her house, and took her birds. She had four mm-hmm. exotic birds from the Amazon. She had them legally. She had permits for them because they were in a cage which, by the way, this cage took up half of a room, so they had plenty of room, they took those birds. While in the care of ASCAP, three of the four birds died. Oh, no. You know what she got? An apology letter and a $15 gift certificate to PetSmart. Oh, God. Okay, and that's not it. I've seen them go into horse uh, fields. They will go in as undercover workers, and they will soar these animals. They soar these animals. Okay? I have a friend. His name is Chase. He is a horse trainer for the walking horse industry. Okay? I give him credit. He's good. He doesn't break the, he doesn't break the rules. As a matter of fact, he will get fired up if he sees a soared horse. makes him mad. What does that mean, soared horse? What they do is they put chemicals on, your, on their feet. To make them step higher. Oh, okay. That front gate that the Tennessee walking horse does. Right. Okay. That's That's natural. I'm sorry? Isn't that natural? No, it is not natural. It is not natural. No, they're not. They get that gate by using... Now, there is a legal way to do it using chains. Okay, it doesn't hurt the animal. He explained it all to me. But... They put chemicals, mustard seed and other stuff, on their on their hoof feet and around their shods and whatnot, and it burns them, and it causes them to step. Oh. And you'll see the scarring, and the, it's called soaring. Okay? And it goes into more detail than I know. If you all want to know what it is, look it up. But anyway, the point that I'm trying to make is that they will go in and try to do this stuff. Well, he put... He decided to put up a, hold on just a second. I met a, I didn't meet him, 
but at the celebration Christmas uh, extravaganza, there was a hybrid mule. Mother was a walking horse, and the father was a donkey. Okay. So what they call mule? What they call him a wonky? Anyway. I don't know what they call him. They so, call him a hybrid. That's all, that's all mules. Yeah, mules are hybrids between horses and donkey. <laughs> oh. Anyway, so. But this one had a walking horse, mother. Well, I guess they had a high step then, huh? But what he did is he put cameras in his barn. And he, at the time, was training three or four horses. And he put cameras in his barn. Well, this particular person came along and wanted to muck out stalls, offered to do it for pennies. Well, saving money, he didn't care. So, okay. Well, the cameras caught, there was a, uh, one of the classes, he had a a runner-up to the world grand champion. And this particular person soared this animal. Mm. Okay. Well, about two weeks later, the USDA, which handles the, and the ag, handles the horse inspections, showed up with ASCAP and some of the others with cameras. And this particular person was in there showing that, oh, this horse was soared. Well, Chase is like, okay, yeah, sure. Come here, let me show you all something. <laughs> and pulls up this video of this particular person, and you could clearly tell it was them soaring this horse. Okay. And then over several days, videotaped this horse and the, the inevitable damage it was causing to this horse. And then goes and, and tries to get cameras to, because they want to shut down the walking horse industry. Just like the saddlebreds, they're going after the saddlebred industry too. They're going after the cow industry, the the chicken industry. They've already got pretty much what they want out of the chicken industry. Their next move is to completely shut down the chicken industry. Mm. This whole free range business in California. Anybody notice that eggs there for a long time went up? Yeah. Well, it's because any egg shipped out of California had to be free range. Well, who did that? PETA, ASCAP, and USHS. Yeah, I found out about PETA the, the hard way. Okay. Mm. So then a lot of states stopped buying eggs from California. Well, then you notice that egg prices went down except for in the state of California because nobody buys California eggs. These producers will not buy eggs out of California now because they have to follow California guidelines in order to do so. Mm-mm. So California gets to keep their eggs. A lot of omelets in California. Yeah, anyway, really. okay. So Tricia, do you have um, any other comments you want to make? No, that was it. All right, thank you. Moving on, Barbara. Um, I noticed in the Tennessean today that there was a uh, tremendous victory for the unborn children. That um, they had um, done the recount on these people who claimed that it was voter fraud um, to stop right. abortions. And right. um, the recount came in the favor of Tennessee law. It actually increased in number. Right. So, yes, it did come in favor, and it will stand. 
the courts have already held. The courts, see, they challenged it on three levels at the same time, and the courts already held that the law is valid and legal. Okay? Mm -hmm. The Tennessee Supreme Court did suspend the law until it could be completely adjudicated. This is the final step, which Mm -hmm. means that basically every abortion clinic in the state of Tennessee will be shut down, with the exception of the one in Knoxville. Praise be to God. Yep. And the one in Knoxville will be the one in Knoxville will be moving into a hospital. We just don't know which one yet. That way, huh? It is huge victory. It will cut back on the number of abortions in the state of Tennessee. Unfortunately, I feel like it will increase some of the numbers in surrounding states. Yeah. But we will see. You can only win one fight at a time, and in Tennessee, victory. We did it. So. Yeah. Congratulations to those who voted for it. So pat ourselves on the back. And yeah, pat, pat, pat. Anything else, Barbara? No, that was it. All right. Ashley. I don't think I have anything. All right. Just so you know, Mizzou sucks. All right. Louisiana. That would be more. <laughs> I would like to see a caveat to the DACA situation that any adult person who is part of the DACA group who ever received any kind of federal benefits as an adult should be immediately <laughs> deported. Why? Because it already shows that they cannot take care of themselves. That's not true. They might have... That's not okay, true. Okay, if they came... If they came to this country without... illegally without their own consent of coming to the country, once reaching adulthood, aren't they responsible for their own selves? They are. But let me me just throw something out there. Okay, so let's say that they're working for Conagra Foods at the chicken house. Okay? Well, Conagra sells out to Monsanto. Monsanto decides this chicken house isn't profitable to us with our other operations, so we're going to close down. So they close it down. Well, in the meantime, of while he's waiting or she is trying to find another job, they need a little help with services. They've been productive. They've paid into taxes by their payroll check, and they've done what they've supposed to other than being here illegally. Can we not provide them assistance? We created the reason that they're here. Our president allowed them to be here, so they are here and they are protected, and they were contributing So if they have to have services for a short season while they find a new job, wouldn't that be better than having them out on the streets robbing people, stealing from people? And if they've paid in, shouldn't they be able to get assistance for a couple of months, a few months? You're right. Absolutely right. So then why should they be deported? They shouldn't. You just said that any adult that received government benefits should be deported. I was playing devil's advocate. Well, this is the deal, and I've always thought this, and I I still believe it to this day. If you receive government benefits, okay, and you get a job, you should be contributing back into that system in more than just your standard payroll taxes. Even if it's $5 a month, $10 a month, you should contribute back into that system. 
If people had to do that and they knew, okay, now again, don't take a lot, but take a little. If they knew they had to contribute something, they would be less apt to run for services, okay? Tennessee, for the longest time, had limits on services, okay? Under Clinton, hell, even Clinton did it. Then Bush kept it in place. Obama comes along and out the window it goes. Yeah. Okay, so first and foremost, for example, let's say that Barbara gets married to a young fella, okay? And he's got a passel of kids and they move into Barbara's apartment. Well, Barbara's Social Security just doesn't cut it and he's having trouble finding work because he's a... He used to work on dot matrix printers, and he just, you know, hadn't found anything else to do yet. So they have to go sign up for food stamps. Well, because Barbara's now mama to a pass of the kids that she could be great grandmama to, uh, she gets seven eight hundred dollars a month in food stamps. And so, her new man, his name is Guadalupe. He uh, <laughs> he finally finds work. Okay, and he's working at Coke Foods, and he's starting to bring in some money. Well, their food stamps go down because he's bringing in the big bucks, and with Barbara moonlighting at the old folks stripper club and her Social Security, (laughs) they now don't get food stamps anymore. So Guadalupe, out of his paycheck, should pay about $10 a month back into the public till on top of his standard taxes because he used them. Is he going to pay back what he used? No. Do we expect him to pay back what he uses? No. But should he be responsible for paying something extra in? Yes. And if every person knew that when they got their check, they were going to have to pay extra stuff in, you know what they wouldn't do? They wouldn't be so quick to go out here and sign up for crap. But what about these people who, well, this is one of the the things about the Social Security Administration I don't like. Never worked a day in your life. Never paid into the system. Talk about my getting, mother so far. But uh-huh. has started getting benefits as a child for some unknown reason. Okay. So let me throw one out there and see what you think about it. So family has a child that is mentally handicapped. Mm-hmm. He or she will never work a day in her life. His life, her life. She can do, or he, can do menial tasks, sweeping, mopping, do some job coaching stuff at a little restaurant, but nothing that's going to provide her a sustainable living. Under the guidelines of Social Security, she's eligible, or he, is eligible to draw, let's say, $100 a month. Okay? So, because this child was born with a mental defect... Are you saying that that child should not be helped along by Social Security? Once they reach an age where they can actually work, and you, like you said, that they could do menial tasks, so they would be technically paying into the system. But as far as people and... What about people with profound mental retardation? Well, I understand that. I do understand that. 
what I'm saying is people – let me backtrack a little bit because uh, I'm talking about people – Yeah, I'm talking about people who are just told to fail a test or very much capable of doing things. They have no mental defect. They're just told to pass, to fail a test. And I saw it countless times when I worked in the school system. Well, then I think you – well, the first thing you have to do is if you're going to complain about how the system's set up, first you have to change the system. And you have to determine – and this is what they've done. They've gradually over years increased what is constituted as disabled. Mm-hmm. For example, I weigh 294 pounds. I am six foot tall. I am considered obese. Did you know that because I'm considered obese, I am eligible for Social Security? Yeah. Wow. Just solely on that fact. Okay? Are you for real? I am absolutely for real. Now, if you are, if you're obese, an alcoholic, and on drugs, (laughs) you you hit the quintetta. That's it. If you like like booze a little bit much, well, that's a disease. You get a check. If you are bipolar, even in the slightest of bits, nope, you get a check. If you are Barbara batshit crazy, you get a check. So, you see my point? I know people who get a check on the first and the third of the month. We have expanded what those are. And as a result, there are people out there that truly need this stuff that can't get it. I would not be able to raise my head up and look at myself. Okay? I could not raise my head and look up at myself if I knew I went and drew a check because I was fat. Couldn't do it. Yeah. Could not but do a it. Lot of people, but a lot of people do because they, they do. have no conscience. And I'm going to no tell conscience. you what should happen. They should do a forensic audit of the Social Security system and the people that get Social Security, and they should start kicking some of those fat asses off and start giving them a gym membership to Planet Fitness for ten dollars a month, and say, "Get your ass on a treadmill." Yeah, I've seen Actually, these people that have alcohol dependency issues. They ought to cut out their damn check. They ought to give them the check, but they should take it from them, put them in a uh... rehab. Well, that's a point right there. A lot of times, druggies get a schizophrenic diagnosis, which also makes them eligible for a check. But yeah. if you have a drug problem, then you know what we should and and listen i have often said this and i will say this again okay it is not my calling to deal with drug addicts and the reason it's not is because i cannot empathize with them and i know that sounds bad being a preacher but i cannot i cannot understand how somebody would allow a chemical to have control over their body i just don't mm-hmm. get it mm-hmm. okay i don't i'm not i'm not criticizing anybody else i don't want anybody to think i am but I don't get it. I don't allow alcohol to control me. I don't allow pills and drugs to control me. You know why? Because I don't do them. Now, I do occasionally drink Jack and Coke. Anybody that wants to know, I'll put it out there. I do occasionally drink Jack and Coke. Okay? But I've been drunk twice in my life, and none of them have been recent. But my point being is that I cannot see allowing something to control your mind willingly. And then we sure as hell should not pay for you to sit at home 
and do stuff that controls your mind. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, yes, I do think that if we're going to combat the opioid problem in this country, number one, we don't go after the people getting the drugs. That's a mistake. Mm-hmm. You, you do not go after the people getting the drugs. You go after the doctors. You start with the doctors. Go after the doctors. Well, okay? you know, they have cracked down a lot. They've cracked down on the pain. They've cracked down on the pain clinics, but I'm going to tell you they're still operating. I got one operating right close to the interstate here, and people can go in there and get Suboxone. And I'm here to tell you right now, Suboxone is just as bad as any other drug that you can be on. As a matter of fact, it's just as addictive and it's just as bad. And I'm watching people around me be addicted to that stuff that they will drop to their knees and give a blow for a Suboxone strip. Yeah, okay. And I hate to put it that way. Two of them. But that's the way it is. And as far as I'm concerned, folks, instead of putting this money on putting these people in jail, jail is not the place for a drug addict. Okay? It's just not. If they have a problem, then we have to get to the root of the problem. Let's put them in rehab. We're going to save money by doing the rehab thing. Because if we throw them in jail, if we throw them in jail, they're going to detox. They're going to get crap in jail. I promise you, you can get anything you want in jail. Okay, if you've got the money to pay for it, you can get whatever you want. And what's the point of putting them on meth? To methadone. You know, yeah. What's the point of that? Because you're just giving them another drug to be one addicted of the, to. One of the hardest things I ever watched was a child coming down off of a drug addiction. My son Malachi, the one who just celebrated his birthday. We we kid around with him and tell him he's a dope addict because the truth is he is he spent 30 days being pumped full of some of the strongest painkillers that a baby could get then they decided after 30 days to keep him in the hospital for two more days weaning him off of the drugs he was on gave us a prescription for methadone and sent us home oh god i got to experience firsthand what it is like to come off of that crap. Okay. You think it's right to give them methadone? Um, I don't know. Again, this is an area where I don't have any experience personally. I've never, I ever, I have never taken anything stronger than a Tylenol and an Advil. Nothing. I have never taken a painkiller. I have never done any illegal drug, including pot. Never. So I don't know. I cannot, I cannot, I just, I can't understand it. Because to me, I don't put that, I don't want to put that stuff in my body. I don't want to allow something to take control of me. And that's what I told the boss, that's what I told the boss lady when we were talking about this. I don't want stuff to control my brain. I had to for a while because of my back problem, which I still have. That's the only strongest thing I take now is Naproxen. But I was in, yeah, well, I was in sulfur good for arthritis. Um, And as a matter of fact, if you take take the generic, which is Naproxen, it causes swelling. So a lot of times you'll notice swelling around your ankles. Yeah. But I was at a pain clinic, and they had me on Lord have. Fentanyl, 
um, let's see, Flexerail. And because I couldn't afford to go to all their appointments that they wanted me to, which was 40 bucks a pop, they dismissed me. Cold turkey, which was wrong of them. Because I could have died for being cut off that quick of that powerful drug. I was up to 50 mics with retinol. And that's like, that's straight heroin. You know, but, and that was wrong of them and they knew it. But like I said, the only strongest painkiller I take is the brush. Now, thank God. Well, so. listen, we have an epidemic in this problem and we got to solve it. And yeah, I'll tell did. you the first, yeah, we did. the first step to solving it is number one. And, and listen, some people are right. It does create a double-edged sword because there are people out there that truly need pain medication that can't get it because of how things have done. And then there's people that don't need it, they can get it. Okay? So there are ways to stop it. But on the street level, if you want to treat it, you have to treat it by giving alternatives. And right now, listen, there are not enough drug treatment facilities. And a lot of these people that get hooked on this stuff, they get thrown in jail. They go through these awful, awful withdrawals. Um, during one of my <laughs> stints, the one of the people oh. that was put in, one of the people that was put in with me, was detoxing bad, and he oh. detoxed for five days without eating anything. He would like push his tray over towards me, and I'm gonna tell you right now, I need that slop anyway. But. Mm. Uh, but the point was is that I watched this, and I'm sitting there thinking, this has to be atrocious. And so they they do this hard detox, and then instead of being given coping mechanisms on how not to go back to that way of life, they're kicked back out to the street. The only thing they know is, uh, voila, here are these drugs. Mm-hmm. Well, this is, how I, this is how I cope. This is how I solve my problems. Trust me, there's been many a times I wish I had something that could take my mind off my problems. Okay? But I don't want to take that chance. I had an uncle die drugs. Okay? I just I don't want to deal with it. I have family members that will die because of drugs. Their death will be caused by drugs. Yeah. Okay? And I'm here to say this. I've never I've never publicly said this. And this will be the first time that I've ever said this, and I'm being recorded. But I tell you now, pot, marijuana, Mary Jane, reefer, whatever the hell you want to call it, 420, is a gateway drug. Thank you. Okay? Oh, yes, it is. I said it. It is. I believe it more now today than I ever have. It is a gateway drug, pure and simple. That's right. All right. So, does anybody else have any questions? And let's let's get out of here. It's awful late. Yeah, but you just can't stop there. I mean, now on now the feds want to get involved in the marijuana. Well, the feds are doing the right thing. You do not create any uh, law within the state that violates the federal law. It is against federal law to smoke pot. They need to crack down on these states. California's right. only doing it. California's only doing it because they need a revenue source. That's yeah. their revenue source. And they've been smoking it for years. Right. Especially the governor. (laughs) 
Well, he's smoking something. I don't know that it's pot. God. I'm thinking it may be attached to another male. Anyway. What? I said you're talking about batshit crazy. No, Barbara, I wasn't talking about you. But, oh, but, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> listen, everybody, we want to thank you for tuning in. There will be more discussion on Political Straight Talk. We will do another show uh, this month where we will continue to talk about the drug epidemic and some of the other things that we started here. Um, we are kind of on an as-needed basis, so we definitely a – oh, yeah, I better do that. Okay, I'm stopping with my final thing. I'm going to back up to the whole Mary Jane pot, 420, Mary Juana, reefer, uh, whatever else they want to call it, the sticky green stuff. Listen, folks. There is a spike in this stuff being laced with rohypnol and rohypnol derivatives. Mm-hmm. For those of you that don't know, it will kill you dead. Okay? D-E-D dead. Mm-hmm. Listen to me. hate to say this, but if you're going to smoke it, make sure you know where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. And make sure the people that you're getting it from are legit. Okay, because they're lacing it to addict you to a stronger drug. It's going to cost you more, and you're going to put out to get more. Okay? This stuff is going to cause mental illness. It's going to cause you to be paranoid. If any of y'all have ever seen the movie Friday, and right. you have... Uh, you have uh, Smokey, the character's name in the book, or in the movie, and <laughs> he smokes weed with these Hispanics in their car, and he <laughs> comes down off of his high in the chicken coop, and he's in his underwear in the chicken coop. Well, it comes it turns out that his... Uh, uh, his high was caused by the marijuana being laced with PCP. Well, all throughout the movie, you see this nervous tick where his head jerks, and that was from that. So there, And I know it's just a movie, but the point is, is that there's lasting effects. They're cutting stuff with bath salt. Bath salts oh. will fry your brain and kill you. Okay, it will eat your brain. You will be dead. Okay, there is no ends, or buts. You will be dead. Narcon will not help you. Okay? Over the years, you would be amazed at how many people I have assisted that have been drug-infested, that they have done stuff. I've seen huffing paint, huffing gas, all this stuff. Okay? Uh I know this particular fellow that huffed gas for two hours straight. He is a vegetable to this day in a nursing home. Okay? This stuff kills you. If you have a problem, please get help. Okay? Now, Mark sniffs, but he only sniffs panties. So, <laughs> it's okay. My week, it's a bad week for me to give up sniffing. And if there's no smell, that's a good panic. Oh, good God. We want to thank everybody for, <laughs> for tuning in. On that note, this is the new spokesman for Victoria's Secret. Come in and stick around. <laughs> oh,
Well, butter on. Well, here's the deal. Mark got together with Larry the Cable Guy, and they decided that they were going to go to uh, Victoria's Secret and sniff the edible underwear. Oh, and Mark found one that smelled like jambalaya, so he was happy. And Larry the yeah. Cable Guy found one that smelled like biscuits and gravy. They got thrown <laughs> out because they were eating too much. <laughs> they thought it was a buffet. Then we found a pair that was used and smelled like skunk bait. Oh. Like they were trying to, uh, it's like they were fishing some some catfish. Somebody out told Hillary not to leave her underwear there. Good Lord. Yep. On that note, oh, we want to thank everybody for tuning in to this special episode of Political Straight Talk. Remember, you've got to stand for something or you'll sniff on anything. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> Remember to thank a soldier. Freedom isn't free. Thank the families of soldiers because without them, we wouldn't have an all-volunteer army. On behalf of Political Straight Talk and our roundtable and our snippety sniffers, we're saying have a good night, everybody. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.